Our communion meditation is from Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. And Naomi said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word that speaks truth uh, it, it spoke truth thousands of years ago, and it speaks truth now. And that's because you speak truth. And you were there thousands of years ago, and you're here now. We thank you, Father, for your word and for your spirit and your presence with us now. Please be with us in Christ's name. Amen. So we know the story. Uh, Ruth and her husband and her two sickly boys had moved to Moab because of a famine. They had come from Bethlehem. While they're there, uh, the husband dies, and yet she remains, uh, and her sons then marry, and then her sons die. And so now she's committed to return, and we have Orpah, who has kissed her mother-in-law, and then assumed departed, and yet Ruth clung to her. And so then Naomi reminds Ruth, Orpah has gone back to her people and her gods, and she commands Ruth to return to her people, to follow after Orpah. And so she commands Ruth to return. Now, already earlier, she had addressed both of these young women, telling them the same thing. Go, return, turn back, turn back. Several times she had done this. And yet, finally, she insists, and Orpah leaves. And yet, Ruth does not. Ruth clings to her, the text says. And then Ruth, in turn, pleads with Naomi. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. So... Ruth isn't leaving. Her husband is gone, and yet she is still Naomi's daughter-in-law. That didn't die with her husband. So she still feels this bond with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now, Orpah had that bond as well, and yet she's now chosen at, Ruth's, at Naomi's insistence to sever it. And yet Ruth chooses not to. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. And then she commits to her, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Naomi is the only person that is her people now. Ruth is severing, promising to sever all ties with her Moabite family. Now, we might be tempted to believe that it's because maybe her life wasn't all that great before she'd met Naomi and her husband. But I don't know that that's the case. You can't 
commit to someone like this just because you're running away from something, just because you want to get away from something. You commit to something. And she's committing to Naomi and to her God. And then she goes on. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death, parts you and me. This is why I hinted at it from that catechism question. We were speaking there of an oath. And so Ruth is here making an oath. Now, what is her oath? She says, the Lord do so to me. What is it that she's referring to? The Lord do so to me. You have to go back. What did she just say? Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. And then she says, the Lord do so to me. So in other words, she's saying, may the Lord kill me. And more also, meaning that she's even inviting not a clean, efficient, quick death, but a painful, slow death. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. So she's committing to her, to her mother-in-law, to remain with her. And yet we're not done. Naomi, at this point, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. What does that mean? Is Naomi mad at her? She stopped speaking to her? Or did she see the resolve in Ruth and decided that her words were wasted? Ruth was going to follow her regardless. And listen to how Ruth phrased it, too. And treat me not to leave you or to turn back from following you. <laughs> in other words, she's saying, even if you don't let me stay with you, I will follow you. You're not going to shake me. You don't have to provide for me. I'll provide for myself, but I am going to follow you to your homeland. She's promising her. She's stalking her. I'm not letting you go. We've all seen films where someone, they're going through struggles, obviously, all the time. That's what movies are all about, right? And so the one person is telling the other, ending this relationship, get away from me. And yet the other person insists, no, you are not ending this relationship. I'm going to remain faithful to you. And you know that the person is trying to get rid of the other person because they just don't want them to be along for the ride with what they're about to have to endure. They're trying to save them from something, protect them from something. And so we see that all being played out here. Naomi's saying, Ruth, I don't have anything to give you. But what I don't think Naomi even realizes is that what Ruth has already gained cannot be lost so easily, cannot be shed so easily. Naomi tells Orpah, go back to your people and to your gods. Small g, multiple gods. And yet, what does Ruth say when she says, I'm going to go with you? I'm coming with you. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord, Jehovah, do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Ruth is speaking from faith. 
She's acting from faith. And this apparently surprises Naomi. I would not go so far as to say that Naomi lacks faith, but for her, her faith has been something that she's always taken for granted. She's always had it. She came from Israel with it. She's returning to Israel with it. What she doesn't realize is that Ruth has faith. She's a convert to Judaism, and she is not going to shed this only because her husband died. She wants to go back to this land with Naomi and serve the Lord Jehovah there in her land with her people, and she won't be rid of her that easily. So Ruth married into more, far more than a family. Orpah married a man, married into a family. And yet, when that man was gone, she returned to her Moabite roots. She left God. She left the faith. Ruth said, no, I'm not leaving the faith. I'm not leaving you. I'm going with you in response to this faith. Now, as I read this, I am struck by the similarity. The next phrase, I don't, I'll cover this next time, but this next phrase says, now the two of them went. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And I was just reminded of a sermon that I preached long, long ago from Genesis 22. I'm going to read to you. This is in the midst of Abraham and Isaac, where God has commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son. And this is starting at 22, verse 5. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. That's the very next phrase. And I had posited back when I preached on this that I believe after Isaac had asked this question and Abraham had given him this answer, he went on to explain to his son that you are the lamb. Because then the very next verse, they came to the place, Abraham built the altar, placed the wood in order, bound Isaac, and placed him on the altar. And I don't believe that he would do that to Isaac without having first explained to him what he was going to do. He isn't a dumb animal. He's his son. And so I believe Isaac willingly allowed himself to be bound and placed on that altar. And so, see, here we have this phrase, now the two of them went together. So they're going back to Israel. They're together in this. They are in faith proceeding forward, in unity, in faith. When Jesus in John 6, it's probably one of my favorite parts of the gospel, when Jesus in, June, in, in John 6 confronts these people, you're only following me because you want free food, because you want to see me perform miracles. You don't have faith. Many of them left. Many of them departed. I don't need to be talked to like that. 
And so they left. Many of them left. And so he turns to his disciples and says, are you going to leave too? And what does Peter say? To whom, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. See, Naomi was not acting in faith. Her life's been turned upside down. She's upset. I think we have every right to cut her a lot of slack here. Yet Ruth's life's been upset too, twice, I believe. She came to faith, and that totally transformed her life. That upset her life. Faith does that. And she wasn't going to have it happen again. She's lost her husband, yes, but I'm not going to sacrifice my faith. I'm not going to give up my God. Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. In the midst of what Job was doing, and he has these poor friends, miserable comforters they are, and yet he said, though God slay me, yet will I trust in him. So you can see why I point out the corollary, in my mind anyway, between uh, what Abraham and Isaac experienced, what Naomi and Ruth are experiencing, what Peter experienced. Naomi's focusing on the loss of her husband and her sons. This is huge, just like with Job. But Job looked past that. Naomi wasn't yet looking past that loss. Ruth was. Ruth had lost it all, yes. But she is returning to her God, her people. I believe she's still even young enough to be excited about this. We know, and we'll learn next time, just how disappointed Naomi is to be returning home to Israel. But yet, Ruth, I believe, is seeing with eyes of faith what the future has in store for her. And Naomi can't see that right then. But so when we come to the table, are you Naomi? Are you Ruth? Who are you? Is faith so comfortable to you? You just don't really think much of it. You forget you even have it. You're so focused on this world and what this world has to offer or take away. Or do you come here to remind yourself that this is what life is all about? Church is so much more than just coming and singing and talking and fellowshipping. There's wonderful stuff we do at church. But church... It's all about God. Life is all about God. And if your life is not all about God, then what is it about? That's why we're here. Father, we thank you. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for food and shelter for loved ones. And yet, uh, more than that, we thank you for not having left us uh, in our sin, for not having abandoned us to our own loss, to our own uh, meaningless future and wants and desires. And so we pray, Lord, that you would uh, come into our hearts, come into our midst, Cleanse our uh, minds of useless and frivolous thoughts and have us to focus on who you are and what you have done for us. We give you thanks for your many kindnesses and for the blood of your Son. In Christ's name, amen.